What were the museums that we went to that you think people could skip? Uh, it's going to be a little controversial. I think you agree with me, though. You're listening to Take Off to Travel, a weekly dive into the travels of your hosts, Colin and Olivia. We're going on a world trip for 13 months with just $25,000 each. Each week, you'll hear our tales, tips, and tricks as we explore the world. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Take Off to Travel. I'm your host, Olivia. And I'm Colin. And today we have to talk about our third week in Italy. So to kick off today's episode, I think we should start by hopefully acknowledging that you just heard an ad when you started this episode, which is super, super exciting for us. Yeah, uh, we got the email four days ago. Um, We've been very excited to record a podcast because we're interested to see how it works. Yeah. Uh, Don't expect us to be loaded, however. I will be perfectly honest with you and tell you that in order to make any money off of our ad at all, we think that we have to have a thousand listens of the ad. So if you felt like playing this episode and the ad on repeat, it would certainly help us. But honestly, I don't think we're going to make a ton of money. Right. Even if we do hit a thousand listens on the ad, it's $14. So (laughs) we're not expecting to make any money off of this. Uh, It's just an exciting thing. Yeah, definitely. We actually just passed our thousand listens on the podcast, which felt like a really big milestone to both of us. So thank you so much for listening to all of our episodes. Yes, we've had a fun time recording for you guys, interacting with you guys on our other social media accounts. Uh, We're just very grateful that people want to listen. Yeah, thank you for making us possible for us to earn $14, maybe. So besides that, we, like always, have been up to a lot. So we recently, actually just as today, finished up our Friends card or the Florence card and went to our last round of like Florence-sponsored museums. Do you know how many museums we went to in total? I don't know. How many? 18. Oh my goodness. (laughs) That is a lot of museums. It's a lot. So there were definitely some that I liked more than others. So let's let's start with the good. What was your favorite museum that we went to? Oh, that's so hard. The thing we did today was really cool. Uh, we did, well, three things today. Um, one of them being Santa Croce. And I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. But Santa Croce, which is this old church. And the stained glass in there was beautiful. And it was just this huge church. I, I don't know how else to explain it. How would you explain it? It was one of those churches that you could tell has existed for longer than the United States has even been around. Mm -hmm. And the stained glass in it was really, really beautiful. It cast this like bluish greenish glow on the floor when the sun hit it right. It was just really a majestic experience. Yeah. And then the other thing we did today that I really liked was the bell tower. So those two things, we'll talk about the bell tower later, I'm sure. But the bell tower, Santa Croce, and then also like the classic... Uffizi Gallery. How can you not like the Uffizi Gallery? Yeah. What about you? I would say my top two for doing two. I did three if you want to do three. <laughs> I also liked the Uffizi, but I'll, I'll pass that in, in honor of time. Uh, I think for me, we went to the Boboli Gardens yesterday, which was basically, I mean, they're not royal, but the Medici family's private gardens. And they were just absolutely massive and absolutely beautiful. They were up on top of this hill, and so you got a really great view of the city of Florence, but also just it was a nice green space. Yeah. So I would say that. 
And then I would also say that I was really impressed by the Medici chapels. That's one of the places that I think I'm gonna remember even after we leave Florence. A museum is sometimes just kind of a museum and it doesn't leave an impact, but that one definitely did. Yeah, the the statues in the wall, like way up top, and just, I don't know how to describe it, but it, it, it was octagonal, right? Yeah. Or was it circular? I think it was no, octagonal. it was definitely octagonal. Octagonal, and it was just very regal for, I mean, it very much fit how they viewed themselves. Yes, 100%. What were the museums that we went to that you think people could skip? Uh, it's going to be a little controversial. I think you agree with me, though. The Academia Museum, that's the one with David. David's cool. I, I think when you go to Florence, you, you kind of feel like you have to go see David. There's a replica of him outside of the Plaza Vecchio, which is where the old port and everything was, the jail, bell tower. But... There's a replica. You can see him outside in the sun. He looks great. The rest of that museum, not including David, was so boring. Like, just, it really just felt like you went to see David and none of it, it didn't really matter. Yeah, that was definitely one of the museums that I feel like if you're a big art buff, you probably would enjoy it. But if you're just a tourist who wants to see the big art pieces and you're like, oh, I got to go check off David off my list, it's not worth your time or your money. You can go see the replica in the square for free. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it looks just as good. Yeah. I will say that it looks just as good, but the lighting in the Academy Museum makes it look bigger. Yeah. I think they said that it was built, like the, the gallery itself was built for David. Yeah. So it is, it, it does look bigger. It, it looks more majestic, but it's it's very similar to the one that was outside. And I know that I'm pissing a lot of art, art, art historians off when I say that. But as a normal tourist, I could definitely skip that one. What about you? Uh, there were a couple of Rick Steves ones that I put on our list specifically because Rick Steves had tours of them and I trust him as a guide. And sometimes he was spot on. Like his tour of the Uffizi was great. I really felt like we saw all the hits. Yeah. But he also took us to some museums that were okay. Like they weren't bad. I didn't dislike them, but they weren't really anything all that remarkable. The two that I'm thinking of were the Museo di San Marco. And we went, we went to today, which was the Museo Nazionale del Bargello or Bargello. I'm not sure. They were fine. Like I, like I said, I didn't hate them. But if you only had like a few days in Florence, those were definitely ones I would say to skip. Before we get too far, the, the list of museums that we went to will be in the show notes. If you want to check it out, we highly recommend almost all of them. Like, like we said, there were a couple that, you know, kind of missed what, what you would expect. But as a majority, I would I would say go to as many as you can. Yeah. And for our final comment on the Ferenc card, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but today we went to the tower of the Palazzo Vecchio. So what did you think of that experience? Oh, it was, I was dreading the stairs, if we're being honest. It is, what, 10 stories straight up stairs, something like that. It's the tallest point in Florence, and there are... There are not many windows once you get into that bell tower. You do not realize how high you're climbing, climbing how quickly, well, how quickly and how high you're you're climbing. And then when you step out on that last chair, it is a straight 
unobscured view of the Duomo. Just you're above it and you're just looking down onto it into Florence and you have the mountains in the back. It was beautiful. Yeah, I love the sight of all of the red roofs with the churches and just like all of the beautiful architecture. It it really felt like all of a sudden I was looking at an Italian city, even though I've been in it. It was like a new perspective. Yeah, definitely. Definitely has been my favorite view of the city so far. There have been other places we've gone to, like the Boboli Gardens, and that we that we've had great views of the city, but that's definitely been my favorite. Speaking of views, I'm going to segue into this. You went to the Michelangelo uh, where he was buried. I did. It was kind of on the same hill as the Boboli Gardens, which I didn't know at that point because I probably wouldn't have done them two days in a row next to each other. But it's a very popular spot for locals to go to go have a picnic because it's free. So you climb up these really, really intense stairs and sloping pathways, and all of a sudden you get, like I said, a very similar view to what you get in the Boboli Gardens, which is up in the hill view of Florence from far away, which obviously, I mean, you can't go wrong. It's stunning. It was a little bit busy for my taste. Granted, I did go on, no, I went on a weekday. It was busy on a weekday. And I can only imagine what it's like on like a Saturday at like 6 p.m. So I would say definitely worth a visit if you're not planning to also do the Boboli, but if you're doing Boboli, then you get the same view and there's way less people. Uh, the, the caveat to doing the Boboli is that you have to pay to do the Boboli. So if you get the uh, the Florence card, which we I don't think we ever said the price of, uh, it was 85 euros for three days, and then we, you got you were able to extend it for two more days for free, and it, that extension usually costs money, but right now it's free. So we got five days of not unlimited access, but you could go to any of the, the city-sponsored museums for free and that i think there are 75 museums that we could have chosen from yes so i the way that i think about the card for us it was a no-brainer it made sense for us since we're here for so long and if you're someone who really really loves museums and wants to go to florence to see the museums and like that's what you're going for i think it's a good deal but if you're someone who just like kind of enjoys the occasional museum and you really only think you want to go see the uffizi or you really only want to go see the david you could probably skip the card and just go pay for the museums individually. I think in general, we probably saved like $100 on on ticket expenses just by getting this card. We did go to 18 museums, so it does add up. The The expensive ones are the Fitzy. What else? I'm blanking. The Pity Palace one. That's the Boboli Complex plus the actual palace itself. That one was 22 or 25 yeah, um, a lot of these smaller museums are relatively uh, inexpensive if you find a smaller one that you want to go to. But in general, I would definitely uh, suggest getting the card. So another thing that we did the last few weeks was to take a day trip to the cities of Pisa and Lucca. And we did those in one day because they're actually very close together. And most of you are probably saying, OK, I know what's in Pisa, but what's in Lucca? <laughs> because uh, that's exactly what my parents said. And obviously, yes, the city of Pisa is known for its leaning tower, but the city of Lucca is a medieval walled city that I, similar to the Santa Croce and many of the other buildings here, I think that wall has been around far, far longer than the United States as a country ever has. And it was really cool because it's a really wide wall 
And so one of the things that is really popular to do in Luca is to walk up on top of the wall. So I'll kind of detour from my uh, detour, but what did you think of Pisa? Pisa was cool. I enjoyed walking around the city. We walked from the train station to the tower and then back with also a little some little detours throughout there. But I really liked the feel of the city. It was definitely a smaller town than Florence. There were less people. It felt more homey than Florence does. Olivia's shaking her head. I don't think she necessarily agrees with me. But that that's how it felt for me. If you were going to Pisa, definitely only do it in one day. The joke is that there's only one thing to do in Pisa, and it's the tower. We did eat food. We we did walk around. We we enjoyed our time there, but I would agree. Don't I wouldn't necessarily spend more than a day in Pisa. Honestly, I felt like three hours was the perfect amount. I'm sure you could fill a full day, but honestly, get off the train, walk to the tower. I mean, leisurely walk, don't sprint, but like have a little walk, check out the tower, turn around and go back to the train, and you probably hit most of what you need to see. Yeah, before we get too far, we got to Pisa around 8 or 9.30. We left, the the train left 8.30, we got there around 9.30, and then we left again around 12.30. We, about three hours was the perfect time in Pisa for us, for what we wanted to do in Pisa. And then, so we get to Luca. It's around lunchtime at this point. And we went to a restaurant that our boy Rick Steves uh, recommended. What did you think of that meal? Do you remember the meal, first of all? Was that the place that you wanted to get fried chicken that I talked you out of it? Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't actually remember what we ended up ordering other than I enjoyed it. Yeah. But Colin was on a I want fried chicken kick, and I just remember that. It wasn't like it was chicken tenders. At least that time. <laughs> we've we've uh, We're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We've had some trouble ordering food sometimes uh, because of the language uh, difference. But we'll talk about that later. Um what are your thoughts on the walk around Luca? You kind of talked about it a little bit, but the views, you didn't really explain what the top of the wall looks like. Right, right. So the city itself is very traditionally Italian. It's got all these winding little cobblestone roads with little shops that you can find. And you'll be walking in one place and then all of a sudden it opens up into a big piazza with a view of the Tuscan countryside. And I just loved it. Honestly, the whole day, I, I probably annoyed you because I was so obsessed. I was like, this is so beautiful. And that's so beautiful. And let's go look at this. And, but I just thought the whole thing was gorgeous. And the wall, like I was talking about earlier, where you can go up on top, is actually almost like a park except it's like a two and a half mile park because it goes around the circumference of the whole city. And it's five kilometers long, the walk. Yeah. And it's just everywhere you look, you're up high. You've got a great view. There's the Tuscan countryside. There's the park on top of the wall. There's playgrounds. There's restaurants. There's people walking with their kids and their dogs. It was just, I thought it was really magical. What did you think of Luca? I really enjoyed that walk. At that point in the day, we had already walked 10 miles. So my feet were tired. I, I think we joked that our feet were numb at that point. And another, but the walk on the wall was beautiful. It really made me appreciate, first of all, the size of Luca, the size of the old city, and the size of the wall, how thick it was. Because we walked under it, and it didn't, I, it, nothing really clicked that it was like the whole thing was the wall when we were walking under it. 
But the reason it's so wide, and I think I heard a tour guide say this while we were walking by, or maybe you said it, and it was a Rick Steves thing, or, you know, it could be anything. But the reason it's so wide is they they didn't have the technology to go over walls at this point, but they had the technology to go through walls. And so they made the wall really wide, even though it's maybe only 20 feet tall in the air, it's 50 feet wide. It was huge. Something like that. It was it was a very large or very wide wall. Yeah, I don't know. That whole day just felt really magical to me. I'm probably going to be talking about Luca the same way that I talk about Annecy, which is like my favorite French city. I'm like, oh, I remember Luca. Okay, so we... At the recording time, I know we're going to cut some of this out. The recording time, we're at 20 minutes right now. We've only mentioned food once. (laughs) Your parents must be so proud of us. Don't worry, it's coming. So, uh, to segue into some food, we went on a winery tour, which also had a ravioli cooking school. Class. Class. And this was a 45-minute bus ride outside of Florence. So, you are in... True Italian Tuscany countryside. Paint the picture for us. Rolling hills with the classic Tuscan pointy pine-shaped trees. There's churches in the distance. There's birds singing. It's just a sunny day. (laughs) Are you with me? Do you want to go there? Because I want to go there. That was another one for me that was just absolutely unreal. Just We were literally in an old Italian villa drinking wine and making pasta like does it get more italian than that what did you think of that day i had a really great time i enjoyed the wines more than i thought i would i think we we enjoyed the wines more than we should have but to our credit they weren't true tasting wine sizes they were giving us full glasses of wine to try these wines and we tried five wines but also they gave us wine at lunch and i think we had some before we started cooking pasta too so we had probably seven glasses of wine by the time this whole tour was over so we we were feeling ourselves we were gonna have a great time laughing we met some cool people the people were great there we bought some limoncello that we've enjoyed since it was also just a magical day I honestly don't think I could say a bad word about it. And I will link the experience that we did in the show notes. It was a an Airbnb-sponsored experience. And when I first found it, I was a little skeptical because it had, like, thousands of five-star reviews. But having now been, can confirm, worth five stars. Amazing. Also, it was cheap. Rel- well, relatively cheap. It, what Was it, like, $38 per person? It was more than that. It was, like, 55 Okay. It was $55 per person, but we were there for six, seven hours. Included transportation, included lunch, included cooking class, included wine tasting, vineyard tour, animal petting. They were cute little bunnies, weren't there? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely worth the price. Definitely worth the trip if you come to Florence or just in the area around Tuscany, I would say. But we found it through Airbnb and we've really enjoyed it. Yeah. If it gives you any idea how much I personally enjoyed it. When I was looking back on all of our experiences from everywhere we've been so far, that was in my top three. That's pretty high praise. Yeah. All right. I think it's time to discuss the budget incident. <laughs> the budget incident. Okay. So we, we've been in pretty good spirits during this uh, podcast, but maybe a week ago, 
it was the complete opposite. So we were doing our, I don't want to say bi-weekly, it probably happens more than two times a week, but our, our, our normal budget meeting. And I look at our budget and it's saying we have like $1,200 left. We have um, gone over in transportation, but we still have like 150 in fun money, both of us. And then we think about it. 150 and 150 does not equal $1,200. What is going on? Where's all this money coming from? Turns out that my formula on this month specifically, not not on any other month, was not counting what we paid for our Airbnb. So that was $947 or something like that. Somewhere in the mid $900 that we thought we had to spend during our time here that we then had to remove from our budget, leaving us, I believe it was about $250 for the rest of the month. This was on the 14th or the 15th. We leave the 31st. We went into panic mode. There were tears. Um, I think there was some resentment on on both sides. <laughs> we, we, it was not a good day for us, um, but... We we came up with a solution that I think we're both happy with. Uh, we had left over from Thailand $727, I believe is what it was. We decided to take that money that we had left over from Thailand and apply it here. So we've lost our cushion, so to say. Um, but it allowed us to you know live in Florence and not go hungry. Because even our grocery budget would was over two hundred fifty at that point. So even if we spent all of our money on groceries, we still wouldn't have had enough. So we brought that money down. It was Olivia's idea. She had a great idea. And now it originally we went from spending like sixty dollars a day to about thirty five dollars a day because we were spending money that we didn't have. And so our budget got wrecked here in Italy, but we're doing better now. We're back up to we've we've done so good saving money that we're back up to to our normal what fifty fifty five dollars a day, and we're really excited for the rest of the month. But we had a we had a rude awakening halfway through the month. Nothing like realizing you spent your entire month's worth of money in half the month. We were living large, and we didn't know that we were living large. That's the worst part. We should have gone harder. No, but we're we're very fortunate that we had that money left over. It's exactly what that money is for. If we don't use the money, some of the money we budgeted, it goes back into the cushion. Back into the cushion, and so having that cushion has allowed us to you know continue enjoying our trip. So I'm I'm very happy we did so well in Thailand. Yeah, and I just felt when we were prepping what we were going to talk about in this episode, I just really feel like we've been trying to be transparent about how we're doing this and we want to be transparent about the mistakes that we make along the way so that if you want to do something similar, you can learn from us and A, fix your spreadsheet so that doesn't happen, but also just plan for the unexpected and know that your cushion is going to get used and things are going to change and you're going to have some some cries in the kitchen when things go wrong and then you're going to fix it and you'll move on. Yep. Yeah, so the next thing 
uh, we wanted to talk about. We have two things left. The first, my good friend from college came. We kind of mentioned that they were coming earlier. They've now come and left, but we had a great time. What was your favorite part about Brighton's visit? It was just good to see someone that we knew from home. I mean, obviously, Brighton is your good friend from college, but at this point, I feel like they're my friend too. And it was really fun to get to see someone that felt like a little piece like home. What about you? Yeah, it was very nice seeing a familiar face. I love Brighton. They're they're one of my best friends from Abilene. Uh, I don't have a lot of friends from Abilene at this point, but they're definitely one of them. So I am so glad I got to see them. I went to, or I guess not me, we, <laughs> we went to uh, a Syria game. It was uh, my personally first European soccer or European football game, I had so much fun. It's something I've been looking forward to for so long and definitely got emotional a couple times. Did you really? Yeah, I I very much enjoyed it. It was everything I wanted. The, The fans were passionate. It was a good game. I don't, there weren't a lot of goals, so Olivia didn't have fun, but it was a good game. And I very much enjoyed like the pregame activities, too. Yeah, I think you need to explain what pregame activities mean, because that might mean something different to our friends back home in the U.S. <laughs> so there was, uh, they announced the, the starting lineups, uh, and the fans were cheering, chanting names, and, and just creating a really cool environment. And then they sang their team song, the supporters did. It, it all went very quickly. The, the team walked out, they took their little picture, they, they shook hands, and then the game started. But it was it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. I'm really glad you got to have that. I know you love soccer. Football, sorry. Football. Okay, and then I guess let's, let's end this episode with our quest for pasta. Because it's been a rough quest, actually. I know! Uh, when I say quest for pasta, I mean quest for good pasta. We expected better of Italy, if I'm being honest. I think we let me set let me let me straighten this out real quick. We are not going to the expensive restaurants. We know that there are expensive restaurants that have great food here. But on our budget and just the way we're living life right now, we're not doing expensive things, not including the trip. We are going to the the cheap local restaurants. We've had okay pasta there's been a couple that have been i would say better than okay you had a ravioli the other night on our date night that was pretty good yeah i i would say it was very good i I would even say i would give it like a seven or an eight out of ten i think the problem is that i was just expecting like a 10 out of 10 out of italy and their pasta yeah yeah i, I really don't think we're going to the right places but I've really enjoyed going to the local places. It's it's not necessarily the food has been above average, but when you go to Italy to get Italian food, you expect better than above average. Yeah. Um I think that the the ambiance of the restaurants and just like the character that they have has kind of kept I still have a very good feeling about all the restaurants we've gone to and I think that kind of plays a part into it. But the quest for pasta. It's ongoing. 
it's ongoing, and that's sad to say. But I did forget, we kind of referenced it earlier, while we're talking about restaurants, the failed orders. God. So we've both done it. I've done it maybe three times. (laughs) Olivia's done it once. What did you try to order? What did you think you were going to get? And what did you actually get? Actually, I'm thinking maybe I talked about this on the last episode, but... It's okay. I love four cheese pasta. Or not four cheese pasta. I love four cheese pizza. And when we were at a pizza restaurant, that's what I ordered. And then it came out, and it was pizza dough with cheese on it. (laughs) Which, don't get me wrong, love me some cheesy bread. But not when I think I'm getting four cheese pizza. (laughs) So, my trouble and I've, I've done it twice now for sure twice we're arguing i it may be three it's definitely two though i talked you out of the third <laughs> so there have been places there have been restaurants we've gone to and we've gotten these beautiful roasted like rosemary potatoes and they have been amazing we have really enjoyed them keyword roasted in my head fried and roasted because I'm thinking pan fried, not deep fried. I'm thinking pan fried potatoes. I have ordered two times now fried potatoes because I think I'm getting the roasted potatoes. One time, it's just straight up come out as potato chips. We've got we got homemade potato chips, which don't get me wrong, they were they were good chips, but we had just eaten pasta, and we're 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 this this nice date night. We both get pasta. This is the night she gets the ravioli. I get uh, like a cacio and pepe, which is cheese and pepper, I believe. And then I'm like, let's get some. Like we ordered eggplant parmigiana, and then I also wanted the the fried potatoes because it it sounded good. Reminder: I think roasted potatoes. So it, potato chips comes out. No eggplant parmigiana, and we're like, what is going on? So the other time we got french fries, which makes more sense to me when now that I think fried potato. But the fact that we got potato chips, I found very funny. There was a third. I talked you out of the fourth. What was the third? The third was when we were in the restaurant and you wanted fried chicken because you thought it was going to be. That's what I'm talking about. We got fried chicken and it was fried potatoes. Oh, okay, okay. It was french fries. You just were talking about the fries. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Don't worry. I give him crap every time. It's just too funny. It it just happens when you travel. Like you you get things that you're a little confused about. My favorite story to tell from when I was in Spain was when I ordered what I thought was fried fish, pescaditos fritos, because literally that means fried fish. And then they brought out a plate of like probably fifteen tiny little fish that were fried with their heads still attached. So it just it happens. Yeah. So um, let's actually wrap up here. We have so much more to talk about this next episode. It won't be far behind, I believe. So, fingers crossed. So, we're very excited. We have so much to talk about. We are going to talk about questions we get asked while we've been traveling, culture shocks for Italy, the do's and don'ts in Florence, and and really, there's no structure to our podcast. Anything else that pops into our head, let's be honest. So, stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy our ad. We'll hopefully have one more in the next episode as well.